The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Finally! Are you ready? But that's not me, I'm the Switchblade Baby. You, you, and especially you, Austin316 says I just whipped your ass. Goodbye. Write it down, you like writing things down. I am your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. I am Omega, 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 the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. That is right, everybody. The intro doesn't lie. You are listening to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, Omega Luke. And I am once again bringing you one awesome interview. I am full of variety here. And of course, on Monday, we had the B Block matchup between Royally Rumble Podcast and Josh and Stu Wrestling Podcast in the Fantasy Booking League. But don't worry, I'm not going to give any spoilers away as to who won. But it was an awesome match. And if you haven't listened to it already, make sure you do so and you do not forget as both teams put in a great work laying out a story that was very enjoyable to listen to. But enjoy all of that later on because enough of that. There is some awesome new updates to the Patreon page. And I am now very proud to say that I have two more Patreon members taking me up to a total of three. So I'm getting pretty big time. And why are these people joining? Well, for as little as $2 a month, you come in at the Velveteen Dream level. You experience, the pun was definitely intended, the Discord chat, which once I get a few more guys in there, we'll be looking to make a much more active chat going forward, discussing wrestling. And you're basically just supporting Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. The second tier is the Andrade Cien Almas tier and this will give you access to the Discord chat as well as access to the future show that myself and Wilfred will be announcing very soon for both our Patreons. We will be releasing a teaser episode, I think we're going to call it, for each of our podcasts so you get a flavour of what's to come on the Patreon page. So hopefully some of you guys enjoy what you listen to. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can definitely tell you that it's not going to be serious one bit. And some of you guys may really enjoy it. I want to come over to the Patreon page for a little bit more of that flavour in the future. The next tier is the British Strong Style tier. And this is where it gets a little bit more juicy. Because not only do you get the Discord chat and the extra episodes with Wilfred on the Patreon. You also are personally asked to submit your question of choice to ask whatever guests I have on the Omega Luke wrestling channel that day. And might I say, I have a few very good guests coming up. And of course, people like TK Cooper and Chuck Mamble that I had on before, you'll get your name and your question read out to this person, this wrestler, or this person from the world of wrestling through my voice when I interview this person, which 
then maybe you may, may not never have a chance to do that. So that's quite a good one, I think. The second to last tier is the elite tier where you get all of the things I mentioned before. The chat, the episode with Wilfred and your question asked to my interviewee. But as you know, recently, I've been delving into discussions with certain subjects in the world of wrestling, such as the NXT and Wrestling Rocks with Wilfred. And I want to do more of this on my YouTube channel in the future, as well as on the podcast, of course. And at this tier, I want you to join me on the podcast. We will Skype, we will chat about the subject that I want to discuss and have a lot of fun in doing so. And if you continue to contribute at this level, then your voice will become very recognisable on this podcast because I'll just keep you get, getting you back on. I'm not afraid of doing that. And But the final tier, the Omega tier, the VIP of the Omega Club, because did I mention all of the Patreons that are part of the Omega Luke Patreon page are part of the Omega Club. And becoming a Patreon is the only way to do so, so it's very exclusive. But the Omega tier is the top tier on the Patreon. And this, you will get all of that that has been said before, other than instead of you coming on to discuss a wrestling topic of my choice, you decide you are the VIP if there is something that you want to talk about maybe you want to preview an upcoming pay-per-view maybe you want to review an upcoming pay-per-view maybe there is something that you don't like maybe there is something that you love and you want to talk about it discuss on this podcast through this tier this allows you full access to Omega Luke to do that with me on the podcast or and this can apply to people straight away or if they continue to contribute month after month and can't really decide on what they want to talk about. Or you get a title shot at the Omega Luke Fantasy Booking Champion without doing the qualifying matches to do so, straight in there. So you can either come on the podcast and talk about anything you want whatsoever, it's up to you, or you go straight into a fantasy booking title match. That is the top tier for $15 a month. If you think you can beat the champ, that's what you have to do. Come on the podcast, talk about whatever you want, or fantasy book against the champ immediately in a title match. So if you want to become part of the Omega Club and want to get in on these rewards and come on the show or just support the podcast in general, which... I thank you very much to future and present Patreon members for doing so. You can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke. And you can even find the link on my Twitter page. If not, it's as simple as that. But my guest today, I'm really excited to finally release this episode. I've been sitting on this episode for a couple of weeks now. And as it's Christmas time next week, I thought it is the perfect time to release this episode as it's honestly so much fun. His name is Bryce Remsberg and he is the referee slash director of fun at one of my favourite independent wrestling companies around, Chikara Pro, who has some homegrown talents such as Cesaro and Drew Gulak, which we will talk about in the episode. They are a very entertaining, fun, comic booky company with some amazing characters and Bryce Remsberg is the epitome of what Chikara Pro is. He is fucking awesome. I love speaking to him. I'm definitely going to get him back on in the future if he, if he wants to do so. He said he did, so I'm going to take his word for it. 
because his story is just so fun as his work. And he's such an interesting guy and such a funny guy. So let's get to it then. I give you, ladies and gentlemen, on the Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast, Bryce Remsberg. Hi, I'm Bruce Pritchard. This is Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to the Omega Luke Podcast. Here we go, guys. I am now joined with Chikara, Director of Fun and Senior Official Bryce Remsberg. Welcome to Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for having me, Luke. Uh, Director of Fun sounds so much more regal and important than Director of Fun with your English accent. I really like that. I might have to get you to record that for me when I go into meetings and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you're announced when you come out. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. You're you're like my personal, yeah, there should be trumpets too and a red carpet, hopefully. Oh, definitely. Well, I'd be happy to do that. I'd be happy to come to Takara and announce it live uh, when you come out. That is something I would definitely be up for doing if that's the case. Yeah, were you? Uh, were you? Did you come and join us when we were in uh, the UK a couple of years ago? I didn't know because um, I'll get onto it in a little bit um, in a sec. But I've only really recently got into Jakara quite recently. Um, oh, okay. More of a, like a a case of I've got more into indie wrestling in the last sort of eighteen months, mainly because of how much of a rise it has in popularity. Um, and I've always been aware of Jakara, and then I've checked out stuff online. And then the Cybernetica, which obviously just happened for us as we're recording this, um, I was my first live show that I watched all the way through. So I've seen shows all the way through before, but I have never watched it live until Cybernetica. Well, welcome aboard. Yeah, I, I must say now I'm hooked. It's, it's great, great, great. Yeah, lots of lots of exciting things, exciting things on the on the horizon as well. Yeah, definitely, and part of that i'll go straight into it really i am really excited to speak to you after tuning into the first chikara show because i love the show and like i said there it's a few times on the actual podcast um on episodes before now that people are tuning into more indie uh companies and more indie promotions chikara is something that i still think people are sleeping on because of how entertaining it actually was like there, there is a seriousness to a lot of indie promotions, and that's that's fine. I really enjoy my serious wrestling, but Chikara was just like three, what four hours nearly of just so much fun, and it was one of the most entertaining shows I've seen. And one of the most entertaining aspects of that show was referee yourself, Mister Remsberg. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Now we we try to be. Uh, um... Love to hear stories like this of people who are just, you know, new to the party or experiencing it for the first time. A lot we try tend to uh, uh, consciously and subconsciously destroy all preconceived notions of professional wrestling. If your, you know, barometer is Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior or Steve Austin and The Rock, when you see Chikara, it's uh, can be a really mind blowing experience. We really pride ourselves on being completely inclusive, you know, no, no, no gender breakdowns, no species breakdowns, something for everybody, you know, if maybe that, if this match wasn't for you, there'll be something in the next match that's for you, uh, all are welcome at our events, and we try to have a very welcoming, fun environment for all shapes, all sizes, all walks of life at the Russell Factory, and wherever we hold events, so uh, th- those kind words mean a lot, and it, it, uh, it's rewarding to feel like that the work we're doing is not going unnoticed. Yeah, well, definitely not. And and I sort of like when I was looking back on on Shakara before, and I was sort of thinking reasons 
to try and get people into it more and, and why people aren't watching it. And a lot of it is familiarity. So like people are now beginning to watch progress because they're aware of the people on NXT and, and the mm. same with like Ring of Honor and New Japan and that sort of thing. But you guys at Chikara have had people like British Strong Style win the King of Trios last year. And am I right yeah. in saying they faced, like you said, there's no gender breakdowns or anything. They faced... Um, Miku Satomura's team. Of, of, That's right. Of they faced the, the 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 Sendai girls won a King of Trios in 2016. They were the queens of trios. Yeah. And they made it all the way to the finals of the 2017 tournament, which, as you said, was held in uh, Fight Club Pro's house in Wolverhampton. And uh, the finals were British Strong Style, uh, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunn, uh, defeating the Sendai girls team. Uh, and they did not repeat as queens of trios, but the British Strong Style lads became kings of trios. Uh, so kind of a, a through line of the since that's happened, which has been 15 or 16 months at this point, there's kind of been a through line of Satamore and Pete Dunne's careers yeah. in Wolverhampton Fight Club Pro. And that all kind of the catalyst for that night was kind of getting them in the ring together there for the finals of the 2017 King of Trios, which is, uh, as you can imagine, one of our most downloaded single matches on Chikaratopia ever. Uh, just all kinds of star power and talent. And it was a, a magical evening in the in wolverhampton and it was an honor to be the seventh human being in the ring that night yeah definitely so as a official then how long have you actually been refereeing for chikara i have been ref i started training with chikara before it opened i began training in march of 2002 uh, chikara opened in may of 2002 when chikara opened i was not fully trained as a referee yet so i was the ring announcer for the first month or two yeah uh and i eventually started refereeing in september of 02 and i've been refereeing i've been the senior official for chikara ever since i'm in my 17th year and 19th season of wow. being a senior official of chikara yeah <laughs> so i think there's a gold watch in this for me somewhere or yeah. something you're part yeah. of the furniture yeah yeah no i uh, what we call is a a Gen 1 original, guys that were there from the first season, uh, Jigsaw, Ultramantis, Eddie Kingston, uh, um, Icarus, Hollow Wicked, and then some that are no longer active, uh, Gran Akuma, um, DJ Skittles, who who kind of ended his career pretty early, uh, and uh, Blackjack Marciano, Mr. Zero, those are guys that are also like Gen 1 considered first year guys under the training of uh, yeah. Mike Quackenbush, who is still the head trainer of the Russell Factory, and a guy by the name of Reckless Youth, who was really a trendsetter and uh, um, broke down a lot of walls in the late 90s independent, really when, when, it, when, when size became a much uh, less of an issue in professional wrestling with uh, ECW, with uh, Michinoku Pro, with Toriyamon. Reckless Youth was really carrying that flag in the U.S. independence in the late 90s and early 2000s. So those of us, and there are only a few uh, that, that were lucky enough to train under him, uh, of, of the ones, of the three of us that are still active with Jakara would be me, Icarus, and Hollow Wicked. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's really impressive. And if, and if you do, you know, he trained under like William Regal and stuff, and like the, the one degree of separation is amazing. So yes, I have been with Jakara. I was at the very first event on May 25th, 2002, uh, the main event of the first card featured Reckless Youth, Mike Quackenbush, and Don Toya, three on three with Colt Cabana, CM Punk, and Chris here. Not sure if you ever heard of those guys. No way, really. That is <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, that's the main event uh, trios match, which has become a hallmark of ours of the very first Chikara event back in 02. That's pretty special. 
And to be fact, and the fact that you're you're still there, I suppose you sort of treat it because this is obviously Mike Quackenbush's creation. Um, yeah. You probably from the from being there at the beginning, you almost treat this like your baby as well because you've seen it grow oh, yeah. into the popularity yes. it has now. Yeah. No, I've I've been with the the the, the highs and lows. Uh, a lot of the bigger decisions, a lot of the bigger moments, like, yeah, no, I've, I'm, I've, I'm with it. I've been there through it the whole way. And, uh, yes, I, I, I will, you know, no matter what happens to me or Chikari, it will forever be a part of my life. You know, these guys were at my wedding and stuff. Like, I was, I've been at their weddings. Like, absolutely. This is ba- these are basically like my college buddies that I still get to hang out with every couple weeks. Yeah, must be a lot of fun. It became the Chikara the, the, the family, the Wrestle Factory umbrella, you know, when I started the the group was six eight maybe ten of us yeah uh, and now when you consider everybody on the on performing on the events uh, all the trainees all the staff like our our um, family is over a hundred at this point which is crazy yeah um, and to you know see it grow in that regard alone is a really amazing feat so yeah I'm I'm, I'm very proud of what we've accomplished uh, the the what we've left behind us what we've done for wrestling, you know, how we've, we've opened some minds. Like we, we were doing intergender matches in 2002 before it was in vogue. Uh, very, very proud of seeing our, our thumbprints everywhere. And guys that have passed through Chikara's doors, you know, Drew Gulak, Cesaro, yeah. Sarah Del Rey, former trainers at the Wrestle Factory, what they've gone on to accomplish, you know, guys like uh, Kevin Steen, uh, El Generica before he went to Mexico um, and had saved all the orphans. Uh, Brody Lee, these guys were Chikara regulars at some point. So yeah. you know, to 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 have that as part of our our pedigree and our back catalog, it's it's a true honor. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's it's sort of like a a reason for people who are unsure whether to check out the product to sort of say like, you know, you are familiar now with Cesaro, with Kevin Steen, or you know Kevin Owens, um, all these guys now. You could be if you're tuning into Chikara now, be seeing the next Cesaro, the next. Kevin Owens you don't know obviously there's so much talent out there now we're, we're finally seeing that thanks to the internet and all these like on-demand um, services people who maybe in the 90s who were good enough to make it but never really got their chance and was never really noticed are getting noticed now um, so you know catching a, a company like Chikara who have a reputation of of using future stars and and being a home for these guys to grow their careers and and obviously you don't want them to leave but inevitably you know the big fish ww does soak up a lot of people and it's good for people who are unsure to check it out to sort of say like you know you could be watching the next kevin owens from this mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's a a, a massive upswing and we have such such talented rookies like who knows that'd be i wouldn't be surprised to see something like that go on uh you know we're talking about a boomer hatfield or a green ant 5 10 15 years from now to be sure yeah definitely now your character as a referee was really like sort of comedy driven very entertaining and i also noticed that you you are a comedian as well is that right yeah i've, I've i don't do much anymore in my older uh dad years, but I uh, co-founded a sketch comedy troupe in 2004 called Secret Pants. Uh, we performed Philadelphia, New York, Baltimore, up and down the East Coast. Our videos are still online somewhere. Uh, some of them are NSFW, FYI. 
And uh, we're very inactive nowadays, but we get together once in a while. Once in a while, we throw, up, we throw a, an idea around, and we have a, an annual holiday variety show that's just a couple weeks away, as a matter of fact, now in Philadelphia. But yes, no, I, I do have some sketch comedy chops as well, which yeah. uh, I, have, I have, I've taken a couple of improv classes as well. That most certainly works in tandem with, uh, you know, reacting on the fly in the midst of a professional wrestling match, hosting uh, the podcast and go-go, hosting the event center, things I did for years. That's, there's, there's definitely a crossover in that, I found. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all kind of worked together. And you get, you get a lot of people that are, you know, from comedy friends that had no idea I was involved with wrestling and vice versa. Like, it, it, all, it all goes together. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that as well. Yeah, I bet. Now, yes, this is a wrestling podcast, but there is a question that I want to actually ask you about comedy um, and sort of like stand-up comedy, really, that more than anything, because I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian when I was growing up and, and um, quite recently as well. I really did look into it before I actually started the podcast. And a couple of times I've signed up for shows and, and open mic nights and I've ended up like cancelling just for the fear of sucking really i suppose um but what advice would you give to people who like me are thinking about giving it a go and and, and taking the plunge well i'm not gonna lie to you it's it, stand up exceptionally is harder than it looks yeah uh when you're in uh when you're in a, a a sketch or an improv event you have you have teammates stand up you're up there all by yourself so it is it is tough yeah uh but uh you just gotta go and do it much like wrestling, like take the leap, go to go to a tryout, go to an open mic, give it a shot. Uh, maybe you'll fall on your face, and maybe it'll go off. But then at least you know. Uh, many get the get the bug from that first. You know, it, it goes kind of well, and you want to do it again and again and again. And then there's you know, depending on where you are, what, obviously big cities. There's more activity in these uh, sorts of of communities, but. Um, do it once it goes well. You want to do it again. You want to meet up with some more people and get some feedback. And like, you just got to go do it. You, you don't. You don't want to be the one that wonders what if. You want to be the one that went out and tried it once. Yeah. Again, it might go terribly, but at least you'll know. Yeah. No, I'll definitely take that on board. Um, Mike Quackenbush then is the the vision of Chikara really, and mm-hmm. his incredible, entertaining, very comic book style, um, way of putting the the promotion over as Chikara. I want to know a bit about your history and whether you have like a similar interest as Mike Quackenbush. He was like a comic book reader growing up, very into superheroes. Is that the same case for you and, and, and why Chikara really interested you? Were you like a comic book guy or maybe a video game guy? Uh, I wasn't a super com- comic book guy, but uh, I will say that a lot of Mike's... Um, tr- oh, there are other parts of Mike's loves that I share, mostly early 90s WWF. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the 92, 93, 94 new generation era when I was, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old. Like, that's that's where I that's where I got on the wrestling train. That's that's um, I, I could watch WrestleMania 8 every day for the rest of my life and never complain about it. Yeah. Um, and our love of, as silly as this sounds, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, these are both, you know, off-center types of interest that might have got you teased in high school or might not have been what the popular kids were listening to or doing. Pro wrestling and Weird Al. But, you know, same with Mike. You know, he loves the talking heads. He loves comic books. He yeah. loves superheroes. Uh, these are these are things that, that shape who we are. And I know Mike has, he appreciates some good comedy as well. So it might not be those exact things, but, but it is definite our 
our love of off-center and different off-the-beaten-path things have brought, a, brought us together. And you see that in his wrestling. You see that in Chikara. You see that in my wrestling tastes. You know, I'll watch a wacky DDT show any day before I'd watch, like, a, a serious Ring of Honor main event. And that's just my taste. There's nothing wrong with that. There's something for everyone out there. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, definitely. It might not be those specific things, but it's Mike and I's crossroads love of the... The peculiar, let's say, uh, definitely attracted me to him and Chikara. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, when I signed, when I signed up, there wasn't, you know, like now for someone to sign up at the Wrestle Factory, they can look at nineteen seasons of back catalog and see what Chikara's all about. Like I was kind of on a wing and a prayer. Like Chikara didn't exist when I signed up. No. I was trusting in Mike and Reckless's pedigree and what they had done in the past and believe what Chikara would become. When I signed up, when I gave my deposit to get trained by Mike. There, there was no Chikara as a promotion. The first event hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, so it was really the trust in him and his interests more so than what he had produced as a promoter um, that got me on board. And I'm so glad I did when I when I was because I'd like to think you know like it's my sensibilities that have had a, had a hand in shaping what Chikara has become as well. And I'm very oh, proud 100%. of that. Yeah. How did you first meet Mike Quackenbush then? Uh, I was going as a fifth before I could even drive. I was going to India shows in my neighborhood in Reading, Pennsylvania, Lebanon, Pennsylvania. These are, you know, small VFW halls, 150, 200 people, 1997, 98. And the two guys in the show that were not like the big giant dudes in black leather were uh, reckless youth wrestling in a cloth t-shirt and jean shorts and Mike Quackenbush wrestling in a multicolored singlet and black t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, these were the guys that I thought were cool. These were the guys that were doing the stuff that um, Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio were doing on Nitro. Yeah, uh, like this wasn't this wasn't WWF. This wasn't you know what indie wrestling was for the eighties and nineties. Not big lumbering guys doing kicks and punches and headlocks. Like, yeah, this was not that. And they jumped off the screen. You know, they were doing dives. I'm sitting in the front row. And there's no guardrail and Reckless and Mike are doing these crazy dives. And they 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 leapt off the screen to me and there wasn't even a TV. Like. I immediately became fans of what they did. I followed their careers. I bought their T-shirts. My mom bought their T-shirts for Christmas. You know, I, I have their 8x10s. I would go, you know, Mike wrote a book in 2001. I went to his book signing. So, you know, in the earlier days of the internet, 2001, 2002, when it came out that they were opening a wrestling school that was an hour from where I was going to college, like, it was serendipity. It was meant to be. Like, I had to sign up. I at least had to go to the open house and check it out. Yeah. And I went to the open house, and I, I found guys who had not yet been christened but would go on to become Ultramantis Black, Hollow Wicked, Icarus. Like, Ultramantis is big into hardcore punk music. Icarus is big into comic books. Hollow Wicked is big into video games. Like, these are more like off-center, weird, peculiar habits, and I gravitated toward these guys. I might not have something in common with them, but they weren't, you know, big dumb jocks, for lack of a better term. Like, yeah. these were my type of wrestling fans these you know we had that and we no matter what we had that in common we loved pro wrestling more than we wanted to get involved and these are guys that you know you you just watched the cybernetico recently like to be back in the same room and sharing the same ring with those three especially means the world to me like i'll, I'll never um i'll never not appreciate the opportunity to to visit with talk with referee for catch up with 
uh, Hollow Wicked, Icarus, and Ultramanus. Luckily, I had the opportunity to do with Hollow Wicked and Icarus on a regular basis. We still work together. We don't see Ultramanus as often, unfortunately. So when the, 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 the fact that the four of us were able to get together uh, and just, you know, catch up and tell some stories, and they were the three that were actually on the same side of the Cybernetico, which doesn't happen very often either, yeah. uh, it was very, 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 very exciting. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good day at the office uh, back at Cybernetico's seven-man army. Definitely. So as as well, like you say, it's it's a case of you've grown up with these guys now and, and um Chikara's almost part of, of you. And it's very apparent that the crowd who go to the the Wrestle Factory also think the same because you are very over with the crowd at Chikara. That's right. <laughs> I'm right in saying aren't I really? Yeah, I I think I'm kind of a stalwart, you know. It's the the the, the guy that he I won't go away. I guess I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 yes, no. I, I'm I'm very lucky to receive warm reactions uh, from the audience uh, for for you know many years now. I'm, I'm I think I'm I'm part of the package. I, I come along with Jakar. They can't get rid of me to change the locks or something. <laughs> well, you're the most entertaining ref I've ever seen, anyway. And it's thank you. I appreciate that, Luke. That's very kind of you. It's true, though. To be fair, but. It's is it something that you've brought to the role, or is it something that Mike Quackenbush and, and and the people who trained you seen from you from your your comedy side and wanted you to bring it to the role? I think I just kind of created that role. I think when I realized what Chikara was going to be, it was okay to flex my comedy muscles. It was okay to be a little wacky. It was okay to make little side comments during matches. When I realized that you know the, this weren't the, these weren't. Uh, serious wrestlemania main events every time like when it's time to get serious and there's a title match i can get serious yeah uh but i think that i i i, I evolved with the company I, I realized it was okay to be that wacky guy and i uh, have never shied away from being that guy yeah definitely it doesn't exactly t- detract from the the wrestlers at all it's i think what you do yeah, is, do is very well yeah. well done because it adds a bit of entertainment for the crowd for the people watching but it's still you know your job is to still officiate the the wrestlers and you know help the wrestlers look a million bucks which is what you do anyway sure i would i wouldn't show up to a, a wb tryout with that attitude you know that's <laughs> it i uh, i'm i i uh i'm i'm pliable to my surroundings like you know when he when evolve started i refereed on the first few evolve shows and they're doing great now and that's wonderful but i realized that that kind of uh goofiness let's say wasn't really part of that package and i i reeled it in pretty quick when i realized what evolve was going to be but uh chikara has never uh, shied away from letting me be my true goofy self i don't know i i think after watching um the recent raw and smackdowns we could use someone as goofy and and as as an entertainer as as you bryce to be honest because it's it's very dull watching at the minute thank you um like I said earlier, uh, when I introduced you, you are the director of fun. Uh, you are more than just a referee in Chikara. We see you in the promo packages and, and doing interviews. How did that all begin? Is that sort of um, something that you want to expand on, maybe? Uh, I think it's just I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an old, reliable standby. I, uh, I'm very knowledgeable about the company's history, uh, the, the rules system uh the characters in my you know almost 17 years now i've got a couple tricks you know as you mentioned about like you know making guys look good getting 
eyes over like that's something I feel like I have a skill set for and um if you know it's 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 someone that's like needs to you know cut a woman at promo about a match like I know enough about Jakar and what it represents and the characters involved to be able to do that reliably so I think I just kind of inherited that responsibility by not being a screw up maybe a little bit so uh yeah I'm a director of fun is kind of the ipso facto commissioner role and, and um yeah, I, I, I'm proud to wear all the different hats. Like, I think any performer is a better performer if they're well-rounded. I can commentate matches, I can referee, I can ring announce if I need to, I can conduct interviews. Like, whatever needs to be done, I other than wrestle, uh, <laughs> I tend to do it. And I, I think early on, that was really an element to, like, make myself indispensable. It's, it's easy to overlook a referee. It's, yeah. you know, I'm very lucky to have been flown places. I've been flown to England, you know, five or six times to referee. I've been flown across the country to referee. Like, that doesn't happen every day, and I realized that. And I... At an early age of my wrestling career, I worked really hard to make myself indispensable, make myself indisposable, um, help out with travel arrangements, help with um, getting people to hotels, getting people picked up at the airport, uh, what time you need to be this place. Um, if it's helping with the matches behind the scenes, if it's helping with ideas, if it's just listening to someone vent, if it's being like you know, an HR guy, like whatever it needs to do, like I've probably done it. And it's just made me more knowledgeable and more indispensable to a you know promotion going forward oh yeah definitely what would you say is the hardest part of your job then um oh man uh sometimes i wish i could focus more on doing one thing because on show days i end up doing four or five things which is fine uh but sometimes when I sit down to commentate a match, I realize that I haven't really thought anything about what I'm about to watch. Uh, I'm not fully as caught up as I'd like to be on the storylines and the characters. And I've been, you know, running to this thing, to this thing, to this thing, to this thing that day. And when I sit down and put the headset on, like, uh, my brain goes blank momentarily. So uh, maybe that's just a little more preparation and studying for me. But I wish I could uh, put more effort and energy into individual roles, especially on show days. Yeah, oh, that's fair to say. Um, I listened to Mike Quackenbush on my friend's Wilfred's podcast, um, Wilfred Watches. He was on there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. I loved his outlook on, on wrestling and on life. And he seemed like such a fun guy anyway from the interview and so knowledgeable. Um, what's he actually like to work for? Oh, he's, he's, he's tireless. He, his, his knowledge and his outlook. He sees professional wrestling in a way, like through his eyes. What he sees when he thinks about and sees professional wrestling is unlike any other human being on this planet. Mm. Uh, and I, I, he was recently down at NXT in Orlando for the second time. Like they realize yeah. that they, they they know that he has a he has an outlook and a especially when it comes to developing characters, um, thinking in 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 terms of colorful, getting the most out of 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 people's abilities. Like Mike is very very skilled at it. He's an amazing trainer. He, he's trained over a hundred people. Um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people have passed through the doors of the Breast Factory, if only even for one day. Like, he's had a hand in so, so, so much as a, you know, he's been wrestling on and off for 24 years. Um, and I think that really, that's why Chikara started. He looked around the landscape of independent wrestling and it, it realized it wasn't for him. So he wanted to create something of his own. Yeah. And that's what became Chikara. Uh, this colorful, um, inclusive, um, no you know no gender breakdowns just just like expansive insane like sort of like Sid and Marty Croft type like shaking up the snow globe of whatever he thought was possible and like I'm not ashamed to say it I'm not don't feel like it's bragging like you can see Chikara's influence in many many places across the wrestling landscape all oh, the way up 100%. to the top yeah 
um, wacky show title names. We were the first ones to do that back in 2002, three, four. Intergender wrestling we've been we were doing in 2002, long before um, you know it was on the big in you know 2014. Like really, like our 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 influence is felt worldwide and industry wide, and that's you know because of Mike's vision. Oh yeah, 100. Um, percent He came across that way, to be honest. When when I listened to it, and then I was not shocked to see him down at the performance center and people, stars really like Alexa Bliss and and people sure. like that posting photos saying was an absolute pleasure and thanking Mike for his knowledge and stuff like that. And that you know that only right. goes, Love it. yeah, it only goes for for people who are there. Yeah, they were tweeting copies of his book. Like he, he's fit in, you know, great down there. He, 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 I spoke to him when he got back. He said he had a great week, and uh, just it, it's exciting to take, you know, what we, what we're learning, you know, what what the newest students or some of the students at the Chicago Factory are doing as drills. You know, NXT stars are doing these same drills in Orlando. Like it's kind of yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, you've obviously got so many talented wrestlers for Chikara, and like you said, you've been there for so long, so you've seen so many talented wrestlers come through the ranks um, or maybe just have one-off matches, that sort of thing. What is your favourite match that you've been the official for? Uh, from, an, from an emotional standpoint, I think it would be the finals of the 12 Large Summit Tournament to crown the first grand champion. It was uh, Eddie Kingston versus Mike. They each had won their blocks. Uh, it was, you know, unfortunately our friend Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney passed away earlier that season. We named the tournament after him. We dedicated the, that event to him. It was our first iPay-Per-View called High Noon. Uh, this was at a time when, you know, independent wrestling was just starting to go on iPay-Per-View. It was at the ECW arena. It was in the town that I was living in. Um, you know, uh, Larry Sweeney's family was there. My girlfriend, who went on to be my wife, was there. It was like just pretty much top to bottom a perfect day. Um, the Young Bucks, who are now, you know, world-traveled crazy superstars, wrestled the Colony in the opener. Uh, Colt Cabana was on the card. El Generico was there. Like, it was just amazing, like, more or less top to bottom, a perfect day at the office. That's uh, and uh, And there have been a lot of great days and in a lot of great places. The first time we went to the UK and everybody knowing all the characters and all of our names was huge. Uh, but as far as a single one day at the office, uh, the, the, the high noon is... is the high watermark for me no I, I i can see why with with the sort of emotional effect of that having on and, and obviously everything like you said um sort of felt fallen into place that day that's that's a really good answer to be fair um is there a match in history that you wish you that you've seen and loved um that you wish you were the official for any uh, i wish i could have refereed a, a jerry lawler andy kaufman match in memphis in 1982 uh, I wasn't born yet, so it would have been tough. Uh, but when I think about the intersection of my loves of comedy and pro wrestling, that's pretty much it. Andy Kaufman coming to Memphis to challenge Jerry Lawler. Uh, so, you know, I've been lucky enough to meet Jerry Lawler and referee for him. I have an Andy Kaufman-inspired T-shirt that I sell. I showed it to Jerry Lawler. He approved of it. I refereed a match in which Jimmy Hart was the uh, a manager on the outside of the ring. He was, you know... Andy Kaufman's manager when he came to Memphis like I've come as close as I'll ever come to Kaufman versus Lawler uh, because Andy Kaufman passed away in 1984 when I was one uh, but yeah that's that's a if ever there was a uh, um, a, a place that I could have been the third man in the ring that would have been it no, definitely um, also is there sort of two guys in the world of wrestling right now that you would love to officiate a match between oh man that's a great question um they don't have to be in the same company or anything. Can be two random people. 
I think I would I would love the opportunity to referee a revival tag team match. I really think that what they've done, especially in NXT, um, uh, is is just really really impressive. I've never refereed for them. I I, I would love to do that. And uh, um, I'm a big Sasha Banks fan as well. I'm not. I've never even met her. I've refereed for a lot of her contemporaries, but never her. Uh, so th- those 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 off the top of my head. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a really really big fan of NXT. I watch it every week. I you know yeah. seeing guys you know Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, um, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. Like these guys are my contemporaries. You know, a lot of them have performed in Chikara. Yeah. And uh, to, to, I, I'm I'm a big fan of what they do there. Yeah. So, definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't have a specific answer, but let me. That, that's a good one. I'll have to think about that. Yeah, no, I, I love NXT as well. It's, it's something that it's, it's unmissable TV for me. It's, it's so good. I think Triple H, what he's doing there, is amazing. Um, I don't know if you check out the NXT UK, but he's starting doing the exact same thing in the UK now, and I think it's only a matter of time before people become to love the the characters and the the people they see on NXT UK just as much as they do in NXT because it's only a matter of time because he's got a winning formula. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. I actually had a chance to uh, have dinner with Flash Morgan Webster in New Orleans this no year. Way. I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of him. I, I'd only met him in passing. He's kind of a friend of a friend. Uh, I think I met him through Chris Brooks, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a, in general on the scene right now. Actually, uh I recently saw a match announced for Ring of Honor's final battle, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jonathan Gresham, and I'm immense fans of both those guys. Yes. I would be honored to referee that match. Uh, and there's another one coming up. Uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams versus Hollow Wicked is happening at a Beyond Chikara event in Rhode Island uh, upcoming, and I probably will get to referee that, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, I'm a big fans of, uh, of, of Sabre, Gresham. I had an opportunity to referee for Will Ospreay for the first time. I'd love to see my old friend Pac again on the Indies somewhere. Yes. I'm yeah, sure you the, will the, at some the, point. The, the possibilities are endless right now. I saw he's he's wrestling Osprey in uh, your call in February. I'd love to be there for oh, that. I, I need to get there somehow. I, yeah, I, yeah. I've seen it. It's about a four-hour journey um, from me, uh, your call. I um, heard it sold out immediately, too. You might want to get on that. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's, it's hard for me because I think it's on a weeknight as well. It's, it's Oh, wow, hard. yeah. Um, but no, good cause. And going back to the Flash Morgan Webster bit, he's also a friend of um, a friend for me. And um, it's props to how nice of a guy he is. Um, and this probably come across when, when you met him and had dinner because I contacted him and asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast. And he replied almost immediately back to me um, via email and sort of said um, it was, he, he would love to, but obviously because of his contract, he can't. However, he sent someone, one of his friends um, to come on on the podcast instead and from that i have uh i don't know if you've ever heard of him he's 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 quite big in in wales over here and and in a lot of the indie scene in brit wrestling um bronco brendan white and oh cool um, he recently fought in my local area of plymouth as well um so uh-huh. i've seen him wrestle a couple of times which is pretty cool and yeah bronco brendan white who is flash morgan webster's friend contacted me and um and came on the podcast so i've got that episode uh, saved in the bank to come out the words can't describe how nice of a person he was to just do that because you know i'm I'm nothing to him and he, he still had the time to do that for me yeah that's great you'll, you'll he'll have a fan of you forever now that's good for him yeah definitely um i've got so many other questions and if it's okay with you i'd like to just do a quick fire round fire them away you give me the answers as quick as you can possibly think of them 
and we'll go straight on to the next. Let's party, Luke. Do it. So I've got 10 for you. Nice, nice rounded number. I like it. So number one, your favourite ever wrestler? Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, greatest of all time. Number two, favourite company other than Chikara? Um... I'm going to go with Beyond Wrestling. Favorite wrestler in Chikara right now? Um, Mr. Touchdown, Mark Angelicetti. Any wrestler outside the promotion that you think would really suit Chikara? Um, oh, that's a great question. I'm going to go uh, with... I'm going to stick with Zack Sabre Jr. I'd love to see more of him in a Chikara ring. Oh, me too. Uh, best hmm. thing about Chikara? Um, the, uh, it, it, it's family friendly. It feels like home to me. It's, it's, there's something for everyone there. Everyone's welcome. I love that. Okay. Now don't take this the wrong way, but worst thing about Chikara. Uh, that it's that so many people are ignorant towards it, that so many people, you know, that, uh, no offense to you, especially Luke, but you know, we've been doing this for 17 years and you know, if, if you haven't heard of us until just now, like we're doing something wrong, we need to, to get over that, the hurdle of ignorance and get out and have we want more people, everyone to know about us. No, I completely agree. And that is why I've got you on the podcast. Thank um, you. If you had to start your own promotion tomorrow, what would you call it? Oh my gosh. Uh, I hate losing money. So probably not. What, what is that acronym too? <laughs> uh, wrestling promotion, a wrestling promotion is, is tough as, as a tough haul. Uh, maybe something with the word weird or stupid in it. <laughs> I like it. Okay, next one. Mike asks you to create yourself as a character to have a match in Chikara. What do you call yourself? Oh, I'll go with my backyard wrestling name when I was 15. Killer Instinct. I love that name. That's class. I was the extreme trampoline wrestling United States champion twice. Don't you forget about it. (laughs) That needs to be on your Wikipedia page. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, number nine. Pick two partners to enter the King of Trios with next year. Oh, I'm going to go a ref squad. I'm going to pick up uh, Rick Knox of PWG fame and uh, my friend Joel Allen from the UK. Love that. Yeah. Last question. What do you prefer, comedy or wrestling? Ooh, man. I'm going to go with wrestling. I've gone to that more often than not. Whenever I'm having a bad day, there's always a wrestling podcast or a favorite match, especially now in almost 2019. There's so much wrestling at our fingertips. Like I watch OSW Review while I'm on the, the treadmill at the gym. Um, Chikara Topi is in my pocket. Powerbomb TV is amazing. WWE Network is amazing. Like, yeah, re- wrestling, wrestling has, has been there on the worst and best days of my life. Brilliant. Well, Bryce, that is all the questions I have for you. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. Where can people find you on Facebook, Twitter, and is there anything that you wish to promote? Uh, my regular name on Facebook, Bryce Remsburg. On Twitter, I'm at Da Bryce is right. D A Bryce is right. Uh, Instagram is The Bryce is often right. Someone already <laughs> had those names. Uh, I have a pro wrestling tea store. You're going to support me. I sell my own shirts myself. I'll mail them to you personally myself. Send an eight by ten, whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm just ex- keep. Po- I have a lot of exciting things coming up in the new year. Some new places that I've never been before. Uh, some new promotions that are just starting up that I'm going to be affiliated with. And it's not all super announced yet, but keep your eyes put my social media. I'm uh, most excited about 
uh, National Pro Wrestling Day 2019, which is our annual charity event with Chikara. It's totally free to attend. I'm uh, promoting the event right here in the town that I live in at a concert venue called Telus 360 in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. All the proceeds go to benefit the Arch Street Center, which is a uh, local home for um, adults with mental illness, gives them kind of a place to belong, a place to go, a place to hang out. And uh, it's you know completely free. All profits, all proceeds go to them. Nobody's making it dime off of this except for the charity and it just it, it doing good feels good and it feels good to do something here in my new hometown so there'll be plenty of tweeting and messages from both me and Chikara about that as we get closer to uh, Sunday February 10th 2019 but tell a friend uh, you know Chikara was built one fan at a time we're lucky to have thousands all over the world but when it started there were zero so you know if you like what you see bring a friend to a show tell a friend about Chikaratopia invite them over to watch an event uh, the word of mouth is very powerful, one brick at a time, and we know that. And uh, you people like you are doing the Lord's work, Luke, having a podcast, letting me on, uh, sing the praises about Chikara. That's that's how we find new fans, and I really, really appreciate it. No, it's been an absolute pleasure and, and my honor to have you on, and I will keep plugging Chikara because it is very entertaining, and I absolutely loved it. And I will continue to watch, and I'm going to try and get as many people as I can to join me. So, Bryce, thank you very much for joining me once again, and hopefully next season I can get you on again sometime. To be sure. I, I appreciate the opportunity and the time and all the support and uh, hearts and exos all around, my friend. Amazing. Thank you very much, buddy. Please, please, please drink some Lucozade in my honor. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Bryce. Cheers, Luke. Thank you so much to Bryce Rensberg for his time. If you didn't know and love Bryce before, I bet you do now because he's fucking class, ain't he? I really hope on the back of this podcast, you check out Chikara and give Bryce a follow. It's very different with many of a wrestling company and different is definitely good. So hopefully after the next season of Chikara, I can get Bryce back on, which will be awesome. He did say he'd like to come back. So hopefully that will happen. Like I said, I have lots of amazing guests coming up in the future. Some familiar faces, such as Joss from Graps and that as we review progress chapters 80 and 81 across both platforms and the youtube channel mike aaron the lord and savior of fantasy booking faction that guy what can that guy not do on talk to to, to talk to me about nxt spit it out omega luke some more of patreon members like jonathan pilquist who will be on around the new year for the top five highs and lows of 2018 in wrestling, which will be awesome. So like JPQ, if you want to join me, like I said earlier, patreon.com forward slash Omega Luke, or you can support me by picking up an Omega Luke tee for pro wrestling tees as a Christmas present to yourself. Why not? You can find that in the podcast section, search for Omega Luke. But of course, the free way of supporting the podcast is to subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, or of course iTunes and leaving a lovely little five-star review if you can. I will be back on Christmas Eve for a very entertaining USA versus rest of the world on WWE TV. Fantasy booking between the math MAFF destroyer Vern Simmons, our favourite play-by-play commentator. And he comes up against a Peaky Blinder, Ricky Dent. Like I said, that is Christmas Eve, so I will see you then. And if I don't catch you, 
before then if you decide to watch it a little bit after Christmas because Christmas is a busy time. If you're seeing your family and can't catch the fantasy booking match before, then I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Check back in before 2019 begins. And so best wishes and a Merry Christmas to one and all from Omega Luke. Goodbye and good night. Bang. Subscribe to Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast. Nailed it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.